Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hi, I'm Lori, and I'm back with another short episode in this mini-series on grief and the holidays. Today, I'm going to address sadness. Sadness in grief is an expected emotion to have during this time, but sadness in grief during the holidays can be a whole other beast. I'm referring to sadness times a million. Because the holidays generally generate positive emotions, I know that may not be the case for a lot of people, but generally the holidays you equate with positive emotions. You can feel like the odd person out if that is not your experience. Feelings of sadness, loneliness, and maybe even hopelessness could come up for you if you're seeing people around you gather and celebrate. You want to be part of the fun, but because you're not feeling yourself, you're grieving, you feel left out. You're wanting your person right next to you to join in, but you can't because they're not there. So you feel a little left out. Then on top of that, not only are you missing your person, but you're missing all the memory-making moments you could have shared with them, like decorating the tree, lighting the menorah, prepping for holiday parties, going caroling, playing in the snow, whatever your holiday tradition was with them, you're missing out on that. They're gone, yet you're here in this world without them, and you're experiencing intense sadness. And at times it may feel like the sadness is going to consume you. So how do you get through this? How do you handle the tremendous level of sadness? I wish, I really do wish I had a single answer for you. I wish I could have like a magic wand and just say, poof, you're okay. And that would make it easier, right? But unfortunately, I can't do that. I can only offer a few things that I've learned on my own journey and the things that I've heard that have helped other people. I'll mention a few of those in a minute. So if they resonate with you, great. If not, well, that's okay too. Grief is a unique journey and we each must find what works for us. So for me, the top three things that helped me in the early days when I felt intense sadness, especially during the holidays, were one, sitting in the feeling, two, 
prayer, and three, going outside. For the first one, when I say sitting in the feeling, that's exactly what I did. I felt the sadness. I really felt it. I let it wash over me. I let the tears fall and I did not try to push it away. That's a real big temptation, especially for someone like me who has grown up with the message that you don't show your feelings. It's not cool to show your feelings. Um, at some point, you know, being a trauma survivor, it can be dangerous to show feelings. So that's what I came in with. So to be in a space, having done the inner work and to be in the space where I could actually allow myself to feel feelings, that was pretty darn daunting and overwhelming and frankly, quite scary. But I trusted the process that I was in with God and my counselor. And I allowed those feelings when they came up, the sad feelings, especially to just sink in with me. I didn't try to push it away. I discovered that pushing the emotion away only made it come back stronger and more frequently. So I had to adjust. I had to get used to just being with what I felt in that moment. Now I was taught some strategies to make sure that I didn't go off the deep end, deep end meaning just totally shutting down. I was able to use techniques that kept me grounded, but still allowed me to feel what I was feeling without pushing it away. The second thing that helped me during those um, raw moments of grief was prayer. I think I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I have a Christian background faith-based background. So I've come to rely on that and it's helped me tremendously. Grounding to an anchor I trusted, which for me was God, helped me realize that no matter what I felt, that moment would pass. That moment of sadness would pass. And I would be okay on the other side of that, even for a little while. I would be okay just long enough to get through the next moment, the next hour, the next day, and then the day after that and the day after that. So grounding to something that you believe in. If it's not prayer, then find something else you believe in. Finally, the last thing that really, really helped was being outside. When I couldn't do much else, I managed a few minutes outside, just a few minutes. Even if I could just walk to the mailbox, I consider that a triumph because I was connecting to something outside of me. I was able to get out of my head for a little bit and focus on being outside. And the difference that made in my mood was enough to keep me going for the rest of that day. And then I would do it the next day and maybe stay out a little longer and the next day and the next day. And I found that nature is a spiritual bridge for me. I feel closer to my higher power outdoors than I do anywhere else. And that still is true for me today. 
Maybe it has to do with being so close to the things that God created. I don't know. What I do know is Mother Nature has been a healer for me. So those things I mentioned, being outside, prayer, and um, feeling the feelings, these are what helped me during the most intense moments of my grief in those early days, and they still help me today. Now, I've added writing to that. Um, I do have a background in writing, but in those early, early days of my grief, I just couldn't write. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that later um, about when your go-to coping mechanisms don't work. Um, In times past, writing has helped me process and navigate things, but in this particular case with my grief story, it did not. Um, I tried. I really did try with the writing, but it just... It just wasn't landing. I just could not assemble my thoughts and my words to be put on the page. It it just wasn't coming. So I had to go to some other things. You have to find what works for you. So what do you connect with? What feels good to you? What feels like a soothing balm on that gaping grief wound? Whatever that is for you, lean into that, especially this holiday season. The last thing I want to say here is while sadness is part of grief, debilitating sadness to the point that you cease daily functioning is not a part of grief. I'm going to be putting on my counselor hat here now. In fact, it could mean you're getting depressed. So if you feel so sad for a long time that you're unable to do anything in any type of capacity, like going to work, going to school, connecting with others, taking care of your daily hygiene, not getting dressed, sleeping all the time, etc., then those are all signs that you need to get help. You need to get help. When grief goes into depression, then that's really when you need outside intervention. And that help looks differently for each person, whether that's seeking out a community of supporters, trusted friend, a trusted family member, a doctor, maybe a psychiatrist um, to prescribe some medication or a counselor. Help is available. In dire situations, if you're feeling out of control, like you want to hurt yourself, please, please call 911 if you're in the United States or 988. That is the new mental health crisis hotline that just started here in the U.S. last summer. So again, 988 for mental health crises. Or if you can't remember that, call 911 or your local crisis center number. In the next episode, I'll be getting a bit more into my own story and share how I coped during those early days of grief and then in the months and years following. I've shared a little bit of that here today and I look forward to telling you more next time. Until then, take it second by second and do something to take care of yourself, even if it's the very smallest of things.